You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. What you are about to hear is a conversation between two AISTS MSA candidates reviewing and comparing their data and findings about the use of stem cells in sport. So Gianluca, are some athletes really out of their minds using stem cells out of sight when it comes to sport? Well, Ezio, that's surely an interesting question for such a large topic. Especially when you think of the mounting pressure on athletes to potentially shorten their path to elite performance with the use of stem cells therapies. In my view, the crucial question that we need to address is, with regard to stem cells in sports, are we looking purely at an advance in medical treatment or will it become a path to performance enhancement? And if this were the case, where does the medical legal boundary start and end? Right. That nicely flags the two key issues here. Now, to be clear, we need to highlight the following main points. What are stem cells? Why are they attractive for sport? What are the current applications in sport as well as the processes involved? And what's the current state of research? And lastly, what the risks and challenges are that are associated with these therapies? So, how would you define the major characteristics and properties of stem cells? So think of the word stem, and this indicates these cells are the ones from which the over 200 cell types in the body come from. They're blank cells. They get us from the fertilized cell to the full human being that we are. They're the basis of the healing process, and if you think about what happens when you cut your skin, the dormant cells there, which are stem cells, are triggered into action and form new skin. Fixed. They have the ability to both renew themselves continually or specialize or differentiate into any of the over 200 types we've mentioned previously, like muscle, bone, and skin. Now, there are two main types of stem cells, embryonic, which are those up to about five days post-implantation of the fertilized cell mass. And these cells can differentiate into what makes up the entire human. And then after this time, the cells increasingly specialize to those stem cells of current use and interest in sport and disease, which are the adult stem cells or mesenchymal stem cells. It's from these middle layer mesoderm cells that the tissues that we build that we need for athletic performance come. That's bone, muscle, ligaments and so on. Now these are the tissues that athletes train and strain and therefore need to recover and improve for performance. So it's pretty clear why they're so attractive, not only to treatments in sport, but potentially also to literally acting as building blocks to high performance levels. Sure, I see it. In fact, stem cells can give rise to any tissue found in the body and therefore they provide nearly limitless potential for medical applications. The impressive regenerative potential of stem cells can be exploited and it is actually exploited for therapeutic purposes, but at the same time it could be used also for more controversial applications. Particularly, one of the most important potentialities that can be used in sport is their ability to dramatically reduce the repair time of an injured athlete. And actually, this is the most prevailing and actual use of stem cells in sport. Then, going into a more shady area from an ethical legal point of view, 
Stem cells could also be used, for example, in order to increase the mechanical tissue strength as well as the endurance of an athlete, and therefore having the possible indirect effect of ultimately prolonging an athlete's career. So I guess some athletes may be thinking about these elements and wondering if they can harness this in augmenting their training loads, even when not injured, to foster greater performance output. In addition, this helps explain why, with their specific characteristics, Stem cells have the potential to treat many diseases. Now that's powerful medicine, but the dream of the body beautiful for longer for athletes and non-athletes alike, think of what that could mean for career and earnings to some, as you've just mentioned. Specifically, the spectrum of possible applications in sport are as impressive as they are diverse, ranging from bone, fracture and cartilage defect repair to muscle and tendon ligament sprains and rupture repair. Now I found evidence of all these potentials in studies in the literature, However, most were in what we call preclinical trials and not randomized control trials in humans or level one studies, which is what we really want to see in this level of medicine for evidence. Yeah, Ezio, I agree. So, following on from this, how do we explain the process of using stem cells? Well, let's stick with adult stem cells, and these are generally found in bone marrow, fat tissue, skin, and many other organs. So, you need to harvest them first and that will depend upon from where you take them. Then you need to filter and separate the cells off so that they can be used either immediately or perhaps by freezing stored. Then they can be given or reintroduced to the same person or another. However, remember, Luca, that we need to control the stem cell differentiation into the tissue that we want at the time we want it. And this will require activation or triggering and possibly some kind of scaffold for the new cells to grow into and around. Correct, Ezio, but my study tells me that there is much more that we do not know to this point yet. Indeed, in over 30 recent scientific papers analyzed, the conclusions are quite similar. More clinical trials are required in order to demonstrate the real benefits of stem cells therapies. So we have a clear point here. The current state of research is still limited. Yes, Genova, scientifically speaking, that's exact. Therein lies the real problem, though. You see, some in sport are taking 10% of current knowledge and turning that into 110% proven fact and practice. It's becoming the new path to practice as opposed to the correct scientific method which will limit risk and unwanted effects but does require more time. As we see the limits of sports performance push outwards, it will inevitably encroach upon the legal boundaries and hence will raise profound questions that we just can't ignore. For sure. This is the crucial key point of the stem cells debate. If we look at the list of prohibited methods from WADA, we can see that according to Article M3, the use of normally or genetically modified cells is prohibited if it has the potential to enhance sport performance. Now, this formula is very ambiguous and leads us to some broader unsolved questions which we need to open to our audience. What is performance enhancement? And where on the continuum of existing therapies does rehabilitation recovery end? and enhancement begins? These questions are still obscure and bring us to the challenges and risk of stem cell therapies. Correct. And on that note, listen to this quote from the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy Molecular Biology in their commentary of September 2012. It said there, in general, the use of stem cell therapies by athletes is portrayed in an uncritical manner. Now, they went on to conclude in that article, it is well known that professional athletes will do almost anything to keep a competitive edge or speed recovery from an injury. Hey, you know what? I've got the perfect person to talk to, Dr. Mario Zorzoli, health manager and scientific advisor at the International Cycling Union. Let's call him.
Zorzoni. Hi Mario, Gianluca here. Thanks for setting up this time to talk about our research. So, I would like to ask you, what are the main risks and challenges you identify today with regard to the use of stem cells therapies in sport? Well, the risk with uh, using stem cells is, to my opinion, mainly linked to the fact that it's difficult to control the cell growth of these cells, and this could theoretically lead to tumors. And then another risk is linked to the fact that you have to find a way to differentiate a cell in the targeted cell that you need for the treatment that you're looking for. And uh, depending on your success in uh, the differentiation, you could increase and raise uh, the level of the immune system in the body, creating kind of autoimmune diseases. The main challenge for me would be to identify the correct uh, protocol. In front of a pathology, you have to know which kind of cells you uh, should inject, or the amount of cells, and the way to administer them in the body. From the perspective of a sports organization, it is important to know if these new treatments are performance-enhancing. What I mean is that if such a treatment is used to cure diseases, that is not a problem. The problem could arise when they are used without diseases, for instance, to improve the resistance of a tendon or improve the growth and the strength of the muscle. In that case, this could be considered as doping, and there would be a challenge which means how to detect such a manipulation. That's very interesting, Mario. So, given the possible potential of stem cells application, do you expect them to become an increasingly important field for sports medicine in the future? From what we know now about the stem cell therapy, I personally believe that there could be and there probably will be an interest from the sports medicine, but from the therapeutic point of view, for the use of these uh, stem cells therapies. While I don't see a great potential for doping and misuse. Thanks for your time, Mario. That was really useful. So, Ezio, what's your conclusion? Mario's comments really do confirm our main findings. What's clear here, when we think about our initial theme, is that stem cells are enormously powerful cells that can become many useful tissues, and we don't yet know enough on how to use them or activate them. And thirdly, there is a sense of a lack of clarity among federations and wider on the medical legal boundaries. Now, altogether, these three factors seemingly give rise to performance enhancement or abuse by some athletes who'd rather pursue Citius Altius Prometheus rather than Fortius. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.